Welcome to another episode of Talking Pest Management. My name is Andy and today we have a great podcast for you with Paul Genamore. Paul is Managing Director at the Potoma Company, a US and Swiss-based company focused around mergers and acquisitions in the pest control industry. We hope you get some interesting insights today. Enjoy the podcast. Paul Genamore, thank you so much for your time. Welcome to the podcast. Paul, can you introduce you yourself to everybody, please? Absolutely, Daniel. Thanks for having me today. I am a managing director at the Potomac Company. Um, we are a global mergers and acquisitions firm with a particular expertise on the structural pest control industry. So I personally split my time between Geneva, Switzerland and San Juan, Puerto Rico. We have uh, an office in Switzerland, an office in Philadelphia, and then where I am today on COVID lockdown is in Puerto Rico, uh, enjoying some nice weather. Yeah. So I think um, to to sum it up, when you when you're thinking about selling your pest control business, um, this is really the podcast or the episode you're going to listen to. Uh, in the end, we're talking a lot about practical topics um, and especially COVID in these times. But this one is for all the folks out there that have that are owning or have senior roles in pest control businesses and are thinking of doing the next step because the business is doing great, personal reasons or whatsoever. Right. So. Maybe a tricky one. Um, what is the main reason for people to sell? Is there something like it or is it always different? No, it's, it's, it's always different and it tends to kind of change over time. And, and I know that's a weird response, but um, most pest control businesses obviously are, are privately held family businesses. And so usually, you know, it's a death or a divorce or an illness historically has been a main reason. Um, in the last three or four years, there's been a lot of asset price inflation in all financial markets, right? If you look at you know the stock markets globally and so on and so forth. And um, so we've seen pest control businesses that have historically sold for you know five to eight times cash flow have now sold upward of 15, 16, 17, 20 times trailing. Mm -hmm. And so you know, pest control businesses have um, increased in value some 300% over the last five years with rampant asset price inflation in the market. And so I think if you're uh, an industry participant and you take a look at the age or the average age of sellers, you know, 10 years ago, it was the 70-year-old or the 80-year-old. Mm -hmm. Now, Daniel, you'll see it's the 40-year-old or the 50-year-old because they're essentially monetizing their investment, taking that cash and going. And we see a lot of guys making like second careers now. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to cash out a pest. I'm going to go and do something else. So yes, we're seeing younger and younger sellers in this market. Cool. Can you give us a little bit of a, a brief overview of who are the main participants um, and what sort of deal sizes have we been talking about in the past year? Sure. You know, so we, because we do transactions globally, um, the, the majority of the, the transactions that we do would be in North America, which is 50% of the global market, um, to lesser degree, Europe and Asia. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in um, in North America, there, in 2019, it was the largest year on record from an acquisition spend perspective where all the acquirers, which would be Rent-A-Kill, Rollins, which owns Orkin, ServiceMaster, which owns Terminex, Anti-CMEX, these are kind of the big four. Collectively, they spent over 1.5 billion US in acquisition spend in 2019, which was essentially double from the year before, which was approximately 750. 50, 800 million 
and acquisition spend. Um, you know, a big transaction, you know, one of the biggest ones in Europe in recent years, last September, we closed the sale of No More to ServiceMaster in the Nordics, which was an extremely fun and interesting deal to advise on. Um, just a great business. Um, and, I, and I think overall, a, a solid acquisition for ServiceMaster. The question is, what will they do? Um, you know, I know that your audience is largely the European um, marketplace and, you know, ServiceMaster intended to enter Europe through the acquisition of more last September. And then for, for your viewers and listeners that maybe don't spend so much time looking at U.S. publicly traded companies, ServiceMaster really tanked. You know, their stock fell dramatically in the fall of 2019, which put their M&A program on hold. Um, I think ServiceMaster had aspirations to do acquisitions in France, in Spain, you know, in Germany, throughout the, throughout the continent. Um, of course, that's gone by the wayside now. And, and then, of course, you know, here in 2020, we've had the COVID situation. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's done a lot to the M&A market as to what it's done to everyone's business in general. It's shut things down. So we're starting to see it come back now, Daniel, but it's been a slow, a slow uh, thawing, if you will. Yeah. So, so what is uh, that? That's a good one um, that I think a lot of people have been asking me about too. Is M and A mergers and acquisitions the the act mm-hmm. of selling one's company or shares in one company to reach a goal? Um, people have felt very insecure, obviously, in March when COVID hit the world. Um, yep. In pest control, luckily, fingers crossed, uh, showed to be very resilient. And um, as I have seen in the news and with a you know, the boardroom buzz, basically, um, that there is a lot of, uh, um, yeah, uh, money ready to be spent yet again. So, so what are your sentiments and what is really behind the curtains? Um, is, is there going to be a bigger spend uh, deal, deal size uh, to be expected in 2020, 2021? Or do you see the asset price inflation happening, decreasing because of some financial bigger thing happening there? Yeah. You know, it's obviously, it's a little bit too early to say with specifics. So the, the M&A market has basically, so thus far in 2020, the global pest control acquirers have spent 10% of the amount of capital that they spent in 2019. Um, we're just seeing the market come back right now. I think it'll be a very busy Q4, oh, yeah. um, but it's still early to tell. My feeling is that pricing on acquisitions will be pretty consistent with where it was at the end of 2019 and early 2020. I mean, if you look at what the government, look at what the European Central Bank is doing, what the Bank of England, and of course what the Federal Reserve is doing, they're printing trillions and trillions of dollars in excess liquidity. It's driving asset prices up. So. I think sellers of assets will continue to be rewarded by what I believe to be reckless government policy. Um, could we all be facing some sort of a, a calamity? Uh, you know, I mean, look, I'm in Italian national and I think Italy is just in a, you know, it's one of those situations where it's too big to save. And I think, I think the European Union faces some potential existential situations in years to come largely due to the monetary regime and and so we'll see we'll see what happens in europe um the united states has clearly continued to just pile on a tremendous amount of debt i mean uh, i don't want to get political here but it's a political circus in the united states as the whole world knows including the americans and um so there's a lot of uncertainty on the horizon but i think right now for sellers who intend to get out in the market 
the market's come back. It's a great time to do it. Um, what 21, 2021 holds, who knows? We'll see. So here's an interesting one. I mean, it's obviously, um, given the, the, the money printing that is going on right now, um, it's obviously probably historically the best time uh, with the best multiples ever to sell your business, right? Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, in the pest control space, without a doubt. You know, uh, I guess I could say 2019 was the best time. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so from a, from a, I'm thinking it's still a very, very good time. Yes. Because there's a lot of people that um, are interested because the big four and others that are, that want to grow, that want to grow inorganically uh, are making offers, um, obviously. Yep. And people are um, seeking for help and advisory or consultancy, whether it is the best time or whether it, and, um, uh, you know, just looking at the asset price inflation and the hope, you know, uh, fingers crossed, mm -hmm. maybe a big bubble to burst in the financial market uh, in the next couple of years to come, whether it wouldn't be a better idea uh, to keep a healthy business and pest control obviously is a business um, uh, industry in which there are good margins still be made um, in yep. other industries. So would you be long pest control longer on, 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 on keeping uh, the shares and, and or would you say it's maybe tough times ahead, uh, maybe better sell it. Or obviously it's an individual situation every time, but uh, what will be your yeah. first view perspective? You know, Daniel, I, I'm faced with this question from clients every morning because, or every single day, because the question is, I own an asset that's potentially trading at an all time high. Is now the time to pull the trigger? Am I, uh, am I better off holding on to it? And, and again, I look at it and say, well, Sure, it's trading at an all-time high. It's a great time to exit, but it really depends on what your goals and objectives are. Pest control businesses are very durable. I don't feel like um, I don't feel like valuations will go higher from here. But if the governments continue to do what they're doing, they'll probably the valuations will probably remain elevated for some time. I would think. Yeah. So again, to, to sum up, what is your daily job? What it is that you spend your time with? Could you describe, I mean, pest control people are very technology driven or pest yep. technology driven people that know a lot about pests, um, mm -hmm. their profession, but a little about M&A, finance, et cetera. So can you break down maybe in a few minutes um, what M&A and the process is and how it comes from getting to know an owner to selling the business? Yeah. So we, you know, what we spend our time doing is, is, you know, our primary focus is really trying to help our clients make the right decisions for them. And that, that doesn't necessarily mean sell a business. So typically clients would bring us in years in advance of a potential exit. We focus our attention on understanding what the business is worth on a fair market value basis, a standalone basis, and what our client's business might be worth if it were combined with a company like Anti-CMEX or Runnikill, for example. Mm -hmm. You know, when we did the no more process, you know, we spent, uh, you know, I made, you know, a half dozen trips to Stockholm over the years for years in advance working with the private equity owner and the principals of that business um, to really understand, you know, what are our goals and objectives here? How much more value should we focus on creating prior to going out in the market? Or how do we effectively time the market to get the highest price. So a lot of the conversations that we, we, you know, a lot of the work that we had focused on those conversations, I would say in Europe, since you're 
listener base, I know is very international, but I, I know that you're extremely well known on the continent. I mean, one of the things that I look at in Europe versus North America, and my suggestions to European pest control owners is make the acquirers work harder than you're doing. Because at the end of the day, Renekill, Anti-CMEX, Ellis, all of these companies, ServiceMaster, they are getting better deals in Europe than they are in North America. Really? There's been more competition. Yes, absolutely. Prices are lower in Europe. And I feel like the Europeans need to fight these guys harder. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I think on a, yeah, on, a whole, on a whole, I would say transaction multiples are approximately two-thirds of what they are in the United States. Two-thirds. Oh, I my God. I kid you not. I kid you not. And so my, you know, my, my suggestion is if you're a European pest control business, instead of just having ca casual conversations with acquirers, when you want to go out to market, run a formal process. And I'm not saying this to advertise myself per se. I don't care. Hire your, hire your nephew to run the process for you, but go out there, put together your sell side materials and run a formal sell side process and make these acquirers compete. Don't just pick up the phone and call run account and say, I want to sell. What are you going to give me? Don't just call anti-CMEX, run a competitive process. Europeans just haven't, for the most part, haven't been as aggressive with that as their American counterparts. So if uh, I make one suggestion today and one suggestion of value, that's what you should do. That's extremely valuable indeed. I mean, but getting a little bit more practical, um, how does that work? I mean, how do I, if, if, if it's not like, hey, Anti-CMAX, um, hey, Renekill, how do I get my, the word out there um, and spread that I'm interested in selling? Yeah, so I think, you know, Daniel, if you owned a pest control business and you were going to take it to market, you would have to make the decision, am I going to number, A, am I going to do this on my own, or B, am I going to hire a sophisticated advisor? If you are going to do it on your own, at bare minimum, you would um, you would try to prepare some proper marketing materials for your business and, and make sure that you contact at least three or four different acquirers and try to create some sort of a competitive process. I mean, if you are a small, you know, one million euro or less, you know, you might be in that sort of position. But if you've got any sort of business of size, I think you should give consideration to hiring an advisor and an advisor could be a firm like ours um, that's focused on the pest control industry but if you're a you know if you're a french company and you feel more um, comfortable working with french advisors your advisor does not need to be an expert in pest control your advisor needs to be an expert in valuation and m a i would rather at the end of the day hire somebody who is an m a expert than somebody who's a pest control expert because you don't need contacts. Mm -hmm. I always say this, anyone, anyone on the planet now, it's not 1962. If you want to find the right people at Renekill, go on LinkedIn. If you want to find the right people at Anti-CMEX, go on the website or go on LinkedIn, right? So you don't need a Rolodex anymore. Absolutely. Um, right. So that's, that's my opinion on that. Yeah. Cool. So um, another thing that I'm asked frequently is, what is my company worth? I mean, what you should do is probably uh, pop up a website, very minimalistic, and put in your company uh, a turnover, <laughs> add some other details, and you know, uh, sign in here to get my company valuation. But uh, a lot I, of I, seen the I wish it were that easy. I wish it were that easy. Yeah, I know, there's I a know. lot that goes on into it, right? 
<laughs> no, but all jokes aside, I mean, um, the No More deal was pretty impressive. I mean, we're, I think we've, uh, the official numbers were around 20x, a multiple of the, are we talking uh, uh, EBITDA or whatever, what are we talking? Yep, that's correct. EBITDA, correct. So that is pretty impressive. Um, obviously, there are deals ranging in the 5 to 20, I guess. But is it depending on, we're talking about, they're uh, talking um, about a pest control service businesses, you know, product companies. So is it, is it Correct. about, are you, are you looking mainly at the, the simple figures, uh, looking at the EBIT uh, uh, figures, or are you looking at what, what substantial client base they have? Um, what else is there? I mean, it's obviously it's a, a big basket of flowers, but uh, what are the, moan, the main uh, KPIs there? Yeah, you know, one of the main, even outside of a KPI, I mean, one of the main considerations is the actual geography of the business. So a business in, um, you know, uh, Western Germany might be viewed as more valuable or less valuable than a business in Ukraine, for example, depending upon the goals of the acquirer. Like, so for example, um, the first thing to think about is why an acquirer makes an acquisition, right? Are they looking to enter a new market? Are they looking to, or are they looking to just add on to existing capabilities? If they're entering a new market, they might not get as many synergies, but now they've got a platform. If I've got a, uh, a 30 million euro operation in Germany and I see a 5 million euro player that I can add on, I might get some synergies and that might have a different valuation a different valuation for me as an acquirer. So I think geography is important. In a lot of areas, you, you might own a business that's actually very difficult to sell because you might be in what's considered a risky or a peripheral geography. Um, but after you get down to that, there's a couple of things that you really need to focus on um, is your, your revenue base should be as recurring as possible. Now, one thing in Europe that is a positive is Pest control in Europe tends to be more commercial than it is residential. Now, if you go to a company like Germany, it has, Germany has urban centers, but then it has a rural, and, and so there is a, a, a more of a broad pest control spectrum, but other countries are very kind of urban, commercial, general pest. In Australia, Canada, and the United States, they're very spread out, so there tends to be a lot of residential pest. So because a business a business that has commercial pests tends to be more recurring in nature. So you need to focus on making sure that your business is an ongoing business, that you're selling service agreements to your customers, monthly service, bi-weekly, quarterly, what have you. Mm -hmm. um, you want to you wanna get uh, pricing at or above the median of the market. So your pricing, how you're pricing mm -hmm. your services are important, right? Um, the... Uh, the profitability, the next thing I look down on is your gross margin. You want to focus on a very small, sometimes business owners get excited about having a business that covers a big geography, but now that you have people driving all over the planet. So focus on a finite territory, higher gross margins. At the end of the day, profitability is obviously very important. You want to see EBITDA margins above 20%. Um, That's a benchmark. Yes. And in this environment now, one of the things that you really want to show is you want to show positive top and bottom line growth. Because if you can show the acquirers that you have been resilient through the COVID crisis and that you're growing at rates greater than what they're growing at, it puts you in a very good position. 
So those are kind of some, cool. this is a high level discussion. Those oh, are some high yeah. level points. Yep. Yeah. And obviously people can contact you directly if they want to go a little bit deeper and dig deeper in, 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 in various topics. Yeah. Cool. But, Absolutely. Um, Another thing that I would, uh, just to end that, because we're a little bit, uh, uh, um, talk, it's, it's so much fun, we're talking a little bit longer than usual, but um, yep. um, I, when I was looking at the annual reports of the big four, especially uh, Randy Kill and CMAX, we read a lot of digital and smart and connect. You know what I mean? Uh, the digital mouse and- Yeah, so 100%, yep. You know, cockroach and whatever traps there is. And um, if, I, if I search for something, to compare it to, um, I immediately um, I see the Tesla uh, story and, and the stock and, and the, the technology that Elon Musk, the CEO, has brought into the company. And then, you know, everybody thought it was just a car manufacturer, but now they get that it. it's like a tech company and the stock has been mad. Everybody talks about it, obviously. Do you yep. think that the next decade um, could be very representative of that scenario? I mean, are we changing a pest control business to um, obviously it's always going to be pest control, but is the data and the management um, changing? Do you see that from your perspective? Well, I think the, the absolute largest opportunity on the commercial side is be, uh, is making the industry more data driven and more technologically, uh, technologically focused, right? I mean, what you folks are doing there in Germany with you, the traps and the technology that you're adding to this, as well as what ATCMEX has attempted to do with the smart technology, and you look across the industry and there's a variety of different manufacturers getting into this. So this will become very important. It's kind of like in my mind right now, you know, everyone talks about Bitcoin, right? You have a lot of cryptocurrencies. Which one will rule the roost? I don't know. And the same thing in tech-enabled um, pest control. We have a lot of different providers, and I think it's very, very new. Um, I know you've been into it a lot longer than everyone else. I mean, I feel like a lot of folks have just jumped into this in the last two or three years. You've been in it well over a decade. Well, 15 years you guys have been into this, right? Yeah, true, yeah. So it's interesting, Daniel, and I, but I, I think that there's a lot of opportunity, especially as the U.S. regulatory agencies and the European regulatory agencies continue to um, come down on pesticides and can further restrict the use of chemicals. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, agreed. Interesting times ahead. Paul, it was very interesting to talk to you and learn more about the M&A side of our business, which is extremely important for pest managers when you want to sell your business or just see what it is valued at in these very interesting times. So thank you a lot. Um, we're going to link your contact details uh, below the video. Wonderful. People can speak with you too. Thank you a lot. Thank you so much. I wish I would have been able to do this in person back on the continent, but I guess this is the world we live in now, Daniel. So thanks for having me. It was a yeah, pleasure. Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're going to do that in the near future then. <laughs> Sounds good. We hope you liked today's episode. If you did, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Until then, we'll catch you next week for another episode of Talking Pest Management. Bye. Bye.